You're listening to Head Table Talk, and I'm your host, Meredith. Every week, I sit down with a wedding industry professional, and we chat the ins, outs, and in-betweens of the wedding industry. So please, join us at the head table and prepare your toasts. Oh my goodness, 2022. Here we are. Um, I don't know if I'm making any New Year's resolutions this year. I feel like you can always make resolutions, right? It doesn't have to be the start of a new year. Um, hello. Welcome to the head table, listeners. It is going to be a great episode for you this week. I have a guest that I've worked on a lot of weddings with, and it's just a really fun interview. We had a blast, and I can't wait for you guys to listen. Um, what are you guys doing for New Year's? Is anybody setting any resolutions? Do you want to work out more? Drink less? What are you doing? What you what you making resolutions for? I guess if I'm making a resolution, I'm meditating more. If that counts for anything, I think it does. But um, yeah, happy new year. 2022. Let's go, right? So this is the part of the show that we call Ask Meredith Anything, where listeners like you guys write in and ask questions. It can be anything from personal things, wedding things, photography things, podcast things, you name it, you ask and I will answer. So to start off this week, a listener asked, how do you know where to start after getting engaged for planning a wedding? This is a great question. Number one, congrats on getting engaged. First, take a moment to just sit in in the moment and yeah, just take it all in. You know that you're engaged. It's a very fun and short-lived time of your relationship. So just take in that fact. Um, honestly, obviously picking a date. If you're not set on a date, but you're set on a venue, that's a good route to go as well. Because, you know, if your venue only has so many dates open, but you're dead set on that venue, then that can kind of pick your date for you. But yeah, I think the first steps are usually picking a date and finding a venue. Those are kind of the two main factors that I think kind of set the tone for the rest of your wedding. From there, I would definitely do either planner, photographer, videographer. Um, That's kind of the order that we did things in because their availability is going to be taken up the fastest. So get those vendors locked down. And then from there, you can kind of go to like florists, DJs, food. And then after that, it's just kind of planning all the other little stuff. There's a lot of great resources out there if you are planning a wedding. Um, If you make like a website on the knot, which is what I did, I know they have like a checklist of things like kind of when to do them by. You don't necessarily have to do them in that order, but it gives you like a good guideline on, on what steps to take at what time. But yeah, definitely just sit in the moment and take in the fact that you are dating days are kind of over and now you're really starting that commitment for the rest of your life and just sitting in that moment because it is a very short time in your relationship, but it's also very important. So yeah, that's what I would say. Date, venue, photographer, videographer, planner. Those are definitely the top things to lock down for sure. Okay, great question. Um, The next question that someone asked is, at what point is my full-time job hindering my ability to dive headfirst into wedding photography? So this is an interesting question. I don't actually 
own a wedding photography business. I work for my wonderful co-workers, Scott and Jen, so they own the business. But um, I have a lot of friends who own their own businesses and, you know, I talk with a lot of other people in the industry. And I think when you feel like your full-time job is holding back your business, when you feel like, you know, you get home from your maybe nine to five and then you have to dive all this time into your photography business and then, you know, it might take time out from your relationships. It's just kind of, you know, priorities if, you know, they always say to make your job your passion. So I guess if you are more passionate about the photography and you think that that you can, can sustain the lifestyle that you want on that photography, I would do it. But I would also be realistic about it. Sit down, put together, you know, all of your expenses, whether that's personal or business. So kind of get a number of what you have to make to survive throughout a year. And then also add on top of that, you know, what kind of salary you want to pay yourself. And then from there, look at, you know, how many weddings you would need to take to fulfill that number and how much you should be charging each wedding to get to that number. Um, And then if you think it's reasonable, then go for it. I mean, if anything that the last year has taught me is that life is too short to just grind away and not feel fulfilled. Um, One thing that I have really been digging into for the past year and a half is listening to my gut, listening to my gut instincts and what I feel my next move should be in my core. I kind of go for that. But I understand, you know, it's definitely scary. We've all done scary things in our life. But I would say, you know, look at it realistically, like I said, with those numbers, but also think about it in what is going to make you happy because life is too short to just grind away at something that you're not passionate about. So I hope that was the right answer. Like I said, I don't own my own business, so I never had to take that. I'm very fortunate that I have been full-time with Midwest Live Shots now since, oh my gosh, 2017. So I was with them for two years part-time. And then once I graduated college, I started with them full-time right away. Was fortunate enough to be given the opportunity to just be full-time and be supported. So yeah, that's my answer. I hope it was helpful. Um, You guys, this is a great episode. We have Sam Hansen from Wedding Day DJs. I've worked lots of weddings with him and he is seriously the best in the business. Like he is so good and he's just such a good guy and just a great vendor to work with. And I just cannot wait for you guys to listen to this interview. So we will be right back with Sam at the head table. On this week's episode, we have Sam Hansen of Wedding Day DJs. When I say Sam is the best in the business, I mean it. He has the ability to get the dance floor packed with everybody from your grandma to your youngest niece. Sam knows how to keep your evening well-paced and leads his industry and knowledge of the craft. I've worked with Sam on countless weddings, and I can honestly say I'm so lucky to be able to call him not only a fellow vendor, but a friend. This man knows not only what music to get your night going, but is also the best party starter I know. Welcome to the head table, Sam. Thank you very much for having me. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Doing wonderful. Are you enjoying do you have an off season really 
you know, I used to have an off season. It used to happen right around um, January and February, but lately it uh, it just runs straight through. So I think I've had two weekends off the entire year. The entire year of 2021 or 2022? Yes. <laughs> 22 is, well, 21 was busy just because of COVID, but then 22 is just as busy. So yeah, we're, we just keep going every single weekend. So I kind of gave a broad explanation. You're a wedding DJ. Can you kind of tell us in your own words how you ended up as a wedding DJ and kind of where you're at today with your business? Sure. I started, um, actually, it was when I was like 17 years old. I started, I used to play piano for weddings. I, I played piano for many, many years. And, uh, and Ruth Boland, who was a officiant, she had gotten me into playing weddings for brides as they walked down the aisle. And, and then I had one couple who didn't have a DJ and I had a system for my, for my keyboard. And they asked me if I wanted to DJ it. And I said, sure, I'll give, I'll give it a try. And, uh, and it was really, pr- it was a lot of fun. You know, I just uh, got a bunch of CDs from anybody that I could get a hold of them. And, uh, and they danced all night long. And I'm like, you know what? I could really do this. So there you go. Keep doing it. It's been 20 plus years now. So you started off with CDs. Did you have to like change the CD for every song that you wanted to play? Every single song. I had two discmans that I would start playing on one. And then as the song was starting to fade out, I would play the other one. And it's just hilarious how the, how the setup was back then. <laughs> oh my gosh. So much easier today with the technology. I did not know that you played piano. Do you still play piano? I do, yes. Uh, not very well. I've, I've lost that, <laughs> you know, just from, from not practicing. My wife plays beautiful piano. And so she makes me look terrible. I can still play like two or three songs. <laughs> So at 17, did you envision seeing yourself where you are now being like full-time DJ doing countless weddings every year? Not at all. I actually, I actually didn't want to DJ. Really? So um, after that first one, you know, I thought it was a lot of fun and stuff like that, but I'm like, I didn't, you know, with CDs, there's no real money in it because Mm -hmm. you had to constantly keep buying new CDs, which were expensive back then. And, you know, you're doing gigs. I'm just like, I didn't, I didn't see that there was a profit in it at all. And so I got out of it and actually my brother got into it. He borrowed my system and he said, I'd I'd like to try and be a DJ. And he came up with a computer system and he had all computer music and, uh, or MP3 files. And then he pretty much drugged me back into it. Nice. And now I absolutely love it. Oh my goodness. So you said 2021 was crazy busy. What is crazy busy for you? Uh, well, crazy busy for me. I think we did uh, 84 weddings in, uh, oh in the season between myself and Mike. There's only two people with uh, wedding day DJs. So, and I think I did the lion's share. I think I probably did 65 of those weddings all oh year long. <laughs> That's it's, so uh, many. It's definitely a busy year. Yeah. <laughs> but like we talk all the time, you know, your, your weddings, when you're shooting a wedding, your, your job doesn't end at the end of that wedding. You have editing and all that other kind of stuff to do. You know, I, I, I play for, I'm there for eight hours and I get to go home and I can come back and do the same thing over and over again. So I don't really right. wear down with weddings. Right. But you know, I get to leave at like eight o'clock at night. You have to stay until like midnight True. sometimes. <laughs> 
Yeah, but you also have to show up at eight o'clock in the morning. True. True. As a person who enjoys going to bed early, I that part about the photography that I do like, where it's just like, cool, everybody's starting to party. I'm out. <laughs> uh, well, we've worked together on lots and lots of weddings. I honestly couldn't even tell you the first wedding we worked on together, but it's always such a joy getting to work with you because you really know how to like consistently, you know, switch up a timeline to keep the night moving, to make sure that the guests have the best experience possible. And also for the bride and groom to really relax and enjoy their night and not have to worry about, okay, what's that? Everyone's done eating. Let's start the speeches. Like you are the mastermind at, you know, being able to flex that out and, you know, even switching it up. I know we had a wedding earlier this year where it was raining, but then there was like a break in the rain. So we had to switch up the schedule to go with the bride and groom to get photos. And you're just so good at that. Do you think that just comes from years of experience or are you just that good? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the years of experience for sure. You know, the way I look at it is, is if I approach everything to, um, to make sure that the bride and groom have the full experience out of everything, you know, they're going to want those pictures because those pictures last forever and they also want to flow to the day. You know, you don't want it to be choppy or awkward or make them feel like they're being pulled in a million different directions. So it's just, I'm more into it for, for their experience so that they can actually enjoy it. Because most of the time, you snap your fingers and that whole day is over. It, it happens that fast. So for me to, you know, to try and get them to, you know, even just take 15 minutes to be a married couple away from everybody, you know, just go into go upstairs or go into a room or go somewhere and just enjoy that moment before it's gone. Because next thing you know, the night's over and you didn't even realize what happened. I always tell couples like my biggest piece of advice, we did this at our wedding. I always tell couples like when you're sitting down at whether it be like a sweetheart table, a head table, you and your partner just like look at each other, like hold hands and like individually look at every person in that room to take it all in that all of these people are here to celebrate you and your love and taking that moment to be very intentional I think is like one of the moments that sticks out the most from our day and yeah you're right I mean it just goes in the blink of an eye um okay so you have been doing weddings for 20 years do you have like a favorite part of like your job, like, do you like the ceremony, the speeches, the dances, like the spotlight dances? What is the part of the day that like you look forward to the most? The part of the day that I look forward the most is probably right before the dance is getting ready to start and the anticipation and the excitement of the build up to the first dance of the bride and groom. I mean, that is, that is so exciting. I'm, that and the grand entrance. I love doing grand entrances because it's just this big boom moment, you know, and here everybody's cheering as the bride and groom are coming in their wedding party. So those are my two favorite. I can't, I can't really, uh, they're probably equally exciting to me. Not to put you on the spot here, but you've done a lot of weddings. So can you think of off the top of your head, like one of the most creative grand entrances you've ever seen? Oh my the create most creative grand entrance I had one to where we timed out the music for, for each person coming in and, and they had like choreographed dances for each of it. It was just crazy to watch them come in and it was timed perfectly. So I actually had to re-record like nine songs together <laughs> and, and make sure that they were timed perfectly. And then they actually went through and practiced it and 
So I just had to hit play, introduce them coming in, and they took it from there. It was really fun to watch. Normally, I'm the one that's orchestrating everything. So for them to do that, it was kind of cool that I got to sit back and kind of watch them do their thing. It was really, really fun. So is that something that they approached you with like way ahead of the wedding then that they wanted to do that? Yep. Yep. So we had to plan that out. That was, you know, probably two months in advance to the wedding is when we had to plan that whole thing out because it took me a little time to to record it and get the timing perfect. And then they had to practice it from there. Yeah. So about how many times would you say that you meet with your couples before the wedding? So we usually do email um, notifications at starting at 120 days before the wedding. And then there's one at 90, 60, 45 days. And then we do either a face-to-face meeting, a Zoom meeting, or a phone meeting at 30 days. And that's just, you know, everything really comes together about 30 days before the wedding. So you're really in contact of course with your we clients. Do. Oh, yeah. We, we stand in contact all the way through the process. And I let them know, too, that you don't have to start thinking about it until you get notified in right. 120 days. Because there's plenty of other stuff to worry about before that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I appreciate that. Because as a, a person who got married this last year, it was nice when vendors did check in because like, it was a nice knowing that like they were thinking about you, you know, and not just like, mm-hmm. oh, we're just looking for your next payment type of thing. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And you, you don't want to be the person that it's a phone call saying, hey, just don't know when you're going to reach out to us and find out right. what's going on. You know, I never want that. I always want to be in contact before One they even. Ahead. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think is one of the most misunderstood things about wedding DJs? Most misunderstood things about wedding DJs. Oh, I don't I don't really know, to tell you the <laughs> truth. For give me an example. Okay. So like <laughs> when my husband and I were planning our wedding, like we wanted a live band, but he like wanted one of his friends. And I don't think he understood that like there's more to just sitting there and pressing play. Like um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Anybody can play music. It's, it's the, the one thing that people don't understand is playing the right song at the right time. So if you're going to keep people dancing on the dance floor all night long, you can play great music. You can hit banger one right after the other and you'll just wear them out. There's actually a flow. You got to bring them up and then you got to bring them back down and then bring them back up again. So that, you know, kind of what I'm doing is wearing you out a little bit. Then I let you relax and I'll play a slow song to kind of keep you interested. And then I play another great song that's going to drag you right back out on the dance floor. So by the end of the night, you'll be crawling for the door. It's kind of, that's, <laughs> that's my it's goal. It's a marathon, not a sprint. But it's it is, a marathon. It's, yeah, absolutely. You know, and I can take a playlist that I played at one wedding and somebody say that was a fantastic playlist. Take that exact playlist to another wedding and it won't work at all. You know, it's not, it's not what you play, it's when you play it. Right. And reading and the room. It and takes years. Yes. Reading the crowd. Yep. So if I'm, you know, if I'm playing a song and, and I'm looking for reactions, I don't really, I don't really think of the song that I'm playing. I think of the next two or three songs that I'm going to play after that song. So I'm looking at the crowd, you know, gauging their reaction to the song that I'm playing. And then that kind of branches off to other ideas. And so it's just, I'm leading from one song into the next and that's how I'm kind of learning the crowd. Yeah. That's so important. You're almost like a vibe curator. (laughs) In a way. Yes. I'm going to make you a new business card that says Sam Hansen vibe curator. 
always reading the vibes of a room. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> do you? But you have to. I mean, you do it, right? Well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna like make a couple that's you know it might be golden hour and they've had a couple drinks. I'm not going to make them do like a serious pose when they're just like, you know, they might be yeah, just they can't like, keep a straight face. Yeah, exactly. Point. Yeah. Like, or, you know, maybe I'll lean into the more like sensual poses at that time. There you go. Absolutely. You get it. You get it. So do you have any wedding day rituals that like you start your day off doing the same thing before a wedding, you end your night doing the same thing? <laughs> I grab a uh, a Red Bull before every wedding, That's, and and people that know me, you know, like uh, like everybody at Mayo Wood, they were trying to think of a gift that they could give me for for something that we had done. I can't remember what it was, and so to say thank you, they had two twenty ounce Red Bulls nice. on the table as I walked in. So they obviously know my ritual as well. End of the night, um, I'd grab a water on my drive home. Yeah, <laughs> and. Honestly, I listen to podcasts on my way home too. Nice. There you go. Are you like a sugar-free Red Bull, plain Red Bull, flavored Red Bull? What are we talking about here? I was uh, I was full sugar Red Bull for many years. And then as you get older, you realize just how bad that is for your system. So I'm full on sugar-free Red Bull right now. Nice. My husband works in the music industry. So we Red Bull is like constantly stocked at our house, but I don't think I've had like an actual full sugar Red Bull for years because he's like the smell of it just like kills him because, you know, he was a bartender at concerts for so long. So he served so many like vodka Red Bulls and he's like, after a while, I just couldn't, couldn't handle it. So I feel like when you hit the sugar free Red Bull stage, that's when you know, like you're an adult, right? Absolutely. That is, (laughs) that is a very true statement. I am excited because my last wedding of 2021 was with you at Mayo Wood. And my first wedding of 2022 is coming up with you this month at Mayo Wood again. So I'm excited. We always have a blast when we work together, um, especially at Mayo Wood with Melissa there. It's just, you know, we sit and we, I talk about it a lot on this podcast, having vendors on the wedding day that like get along and work well together. It's just like makes the day all that better and you know sitting around with you guys and like shooting the shit is some of my favorite part of wedding days there so i just wanted to say oh, yeah. i appreciate it and and uh, that my my feelings are the same on that when you walk in and you know that i'm going to be working with you or i'm going to be working with scott or or every all the, the huge network that we have it just right. it almost makes you more excited for the wedding day because we get to work together it really does. It's like working with your friends. Like It's that confidence that I know you know exactly what you're doing right. at every single wedding. So if you need something done, hey, we got to fit this picture in. Okay, go do your thing. I'll distract them while you're doing that. Or you Right, know? exactly. And the feeling's mutual with you because I know you respect our timelines and stuff and know that, you know, we have been there all day. And I've worked weddings with DJs where I'm like, okay, like, let's get speeches going when our dance is going to start. And they're like, oh, you know, I figure when the couple comes up and starts talking or I've literally seen like the DJ and like his drunk wife, like walking over to the, you know, photo booth to get pictures. I'm like, speeches were supposed to start a half an hour ago. Like, so I appreciate, you know. Yeah, when we get to work with vendors that you like we're confident in, it makes everyone do their job that much better. 
Yeah. And the, and the night goes so much better when, yeah. when you have that network on. I kind of know how you work, but for any other like photographers or DJs that are listening out there, what are some ways that like photographers can help DJs out like on the wedding day? I am, um, I would say just having a mutual respect for everybody there. You know, I've worked with some photographers that I can say that that weren't as professional and, and probably didn't have the experience. And so just realizing, you know, other people that do have experience and kind of going over the plan with them, right. with timelines, we all know that, that there is no perfect timeline out there. Mm-hmm. And so we all have to be flexible to make sure that everything gets done. I mean, you have a job to do, or, photogra- or right. I should say photographers have a job to do, videographers, you know, everybody there, florists, you know, every, every aspect of the wedding day itself. That's multiple different businesses coming together. We all have to work yeah. together. We have to have a mutual respect for the other people that you are working with. I try and, you know, when I'm coordinating the day, I'm making sure that I'm in contact with all of the different vendors to say, this is what we're going to be doing here, here, and here. I will not, you know, start this without letting you know and making mm-hmm. sure that you're prepared before, you know, I make any announcements because I'm kind of, you know, pulling the strings on the day. I'm, I'm on the microphone. So everybody's listening to me. So when I make an announcement and say, you're off doing something, you have to run back just to catch the last little bit of, you know, say it's a a welcome speech or something like that. If you weren't there and prepared and ready to go, you'd catch the last bit of it. And then the bride and groom would miss a picture of that right? or say a videographer, they would miss the recording of that person talking. That's, that's me respecting somebody else. So, if you know say a photographer or a videographer just grabs the bride and groom and takes off without letting me know it's it's, you know it's like hey we kind of had a plan here i went over it with you and then you ran off with the the bride and groom that kind of sets us back a little bit i just like things you know i like to be in contact i treat people very well i expect them to treat me back the same way exactly is it like having like humility, like not knowing, like knowing that like your job isn't the most important, like you're all there together and like kind of giving yourself a little bit of a reality check. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, we all have very important jobs. My, my job is not more important than yours. Right. You know, personally, I think your job is more important than mine because well, if say you miss a moment or you miss a picture or something along those lines, I mean, you can't get that back. If I play a bad song and people in the dance floor clears, I could play a better song yeah. and bring them right back out. So it doesn't really hurt my feelings. Yes, but there's also like, you know, people always talk about there are certain things that like guests remember from a wedding. It's usually like the music, the food and like the bride's dress. So like your job also True. is very important. I've like I said, I've attended some weddings where like the DJ is so cringeworthy, like sitting on his stool, literally fist pumping to the Backstreet Boys with the song and like... <laughs> I don't know if I noticed that kind of stuff because I'm a vendor or it was just very kind of cringeworthy as a guest. But. I, try, I try not to do any of those cringeworthy things. In my mind, when Backstreet Boys are on, I'm, I'm probably fist bumping in my mind. Yeah, exactly. I just don't right. physically do it. Yeah, yeah. There's sometimes when you know like it's okay. And then, yeah, other times yeah. where it's just like, dial it back a little bit. So I'm going to ask you some kind of opinionated questions. So don't be afraid to kind of go off here. I know you can. <laughs> do you have any like really big pet peeves that can happen on a wedding day? Really big pet peeves. Ooh. Um, 
Oh my, I don't know how far. Like we can somebody dive in. telling you the mic wasn't loud enough and they couldn't yeah. hear the speech. You do. So you got to hear me vent <laughs> at that last wedding. Yeah, that's um, yes. Expecting me to do things that physically are impossible, or you know, putting expectations on 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 me personally that that are or something that I can't do. I mean, as an example, you, you have, we saw that lady, you were, you're standing right there when she came up and chewed me out because they couldn't hear the grandpa giving a speech. Um, for one, he, he whispered into the, the, into the microphone. And the other thing, the microphone was yeah. down at his waist. <laughs> she was, she was dead set that it was my fault. And, you know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'd love to, I'd love to tell her that, you know, there, there's no way that I can do that. And, and that was a pet peeve, peeve, you know, just the expectation that I'm some sort of superhuman that I can, you know, that I should sit down with everybody and explain to them how to help proper mic etiquette works. Right. Exactly. (laughs) You just kind of roll like a a pre-shift like meeting with all the people who are going to do speeches and have like the Britney Spears microphone. Like, yeah. Well, and I can tell them until I'm blue in the face and they'll, they'll still hold that microphone down by their waist when they're talking. So, you know, you control what you can. And you and I, uh, you and I spoke at that wedding, you know, it was like the bride and groom got to hear what the grandpa was saying. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Absolutely. There are two people in that room that I need to make sure that everything's perfect for them. And that's the bride and groom. Yeah. You know, and then the guests, I, they're de- I definitely, you know, I'm trying to do the best I can for them as well. But at the end of the day, it's the bride and groom. Those, right. Exactly. Those are the only people that matter. Are you seeing any like new trends as far as like being a DJ goes like different order of dances, any kind of new dances you're seeing, any new like trends of music that are popping up. I'm seeing a lot of, so it's, it's kind of weird, but I've noticed this in the last probably 10 years is that music goes back 10 years. So I'm playing music really? now. So yeah. So the hot thing right now is, um, is like more of your, I wouldn't say grunge, but more of like your, uh, your pop rock kind of songs yeah. are being are popular right now. Like, um, you know, I, I'm trying to think of an example. Do you think that's just because like the people who listened to that kind of music a lot 10 years ago are now at the age where they're getting married? That's what I'm thinking. You know, it goes it's yeah. between 10 and 15 years, but it, it's kind of weird how I can play a song that was from when I was back in high school and these kids know it and they're, they're singing along and yeah. they're, they're jumping around. It's just, crazy watching how that works <laughs> you know yeah. and it changes oh, every so single fun. year it actually changes throughout the right. year so like you got your you know your march april may brides that's a total different mm-hmm. style of music than i'm playing for you know your august september october brides and into january no shame on here everyone knows like i hate sunflowers is there any like songs that you are so tired of hearing um <laughs> there there isn't so much I guess it doesn't really matter what I play I, I never really get sick of, yeah. of songs it's because I don't actually listen to them this might be unbelievable sure. to you but I, I really don't I don't listen to the songs that I'm playing so yeah. as I'm playing a song yeah. I'm, you I'm, just kind of zone out yeah I zone out I'm watching the reactions and that's all that that I really think about when I'm playing songs. I play the exact same songs just about every single weekend. 
it never fails. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, I could say I'm I'm sick of every song that I listen to, but <laughs> I don't. Uh, I really don't listen to it at the end of the day. It's weird. I, I guess other yeah. DJs could probably relate to that. I could honestly tell you if I have to hear that 100 Years or a 1,000 Years by Christina Perry one more time. You know what? That one's died off. Finally. I, it has. It was a lot bigger when I first started Weddings, and luckily it's it's down a little bit more. I will say, um, so I'm on TikTok quite a bit, and there's like a bunch of new like mashups that are coming out from no. TikTok of like walking down the aisle songs, and I'm really enjoying that. Yeah, that is cool. I watch those all the time. I'm incredibly yeah. addicted to TikTok. Oh, same here. Yeah. <laughs> what is one thing about your job that you have an opinion on, but almost no one else agrees with you? Um, equipment is one thing that I could say that I, you know, I, I have a dear friend of mine who owns Ever After Entertainment and, and he really geeks out on, on the equipment side of it. And, and I don't really... I don't agree with him on that because when it comes down to it, you can have good equipment. You don't have, you know, I don't have to spend $10,000 on a light show. I can spend a lot less than that and it'll still be a great light show because your mm-hmm. average person doesn't really understand, you know, right. you know, the big humongous systems and stuff like that, that take right. three hours to set up. They sound exactly the same as the powered speaker systems that we use. I mean, yep. sound quality is exactly the same it's just i'm not having to spend two three hours setting that up some some djs will argue with me about it you know saying that you know that it does matter that you know the setup and the look matters more than the presentation itself and i'll come right back and say no Mm -hmm. it's it's what i do as a dj that defines me versus what I'm bringing in and setting up. You're a great MC. Thank you very much. Um, Do you have any secrets for like staying calm under pressure? Like if anything goes wrong on the day, like if let's say, I don't know, maybe there's a tornado coming. (laughs) I think just control what you can. You know, there, there are so many uncontrollables on a wedding day. You, you do all of these things, you know, to in the in the early stages of planning and preparing and just know that something is going to go wrong on the day of the wedding and so if if your reaction is panic or or anything along those lines everybody else is going to pick up on that so the more Mm -hmm. calm that a bride and groom are you know you can do everything to prepare for it and then when it on the day of when the ceremony starts just let it go whatever happens after that happens and you yeah, know, definitely control what you can. I feel like for weddings, it should be more common for everyone to like say the serenity prayer yeah. at the beginning of it, you know? Very like, true. Just yeah. I let feel it all go. Like everyone should start their wedding day with that. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to start that. There you go. We'll just, uh, we'll team up. We'll do that quick and then we'll start from there. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Love it. Okay. I have a couple like, kind of fun questions to ask you what is the best meal that you have ever had at a wedding oh my best meal! this was many years ago and it was uh do you remember johnny mangoes i think he i don't know if you ever yes. had him yep. okay so johnny mangoes one time this was um this was before um powers purchased maywood stone barn yep. he actually brought in grills 
inside Maywood Stone Barn and he was actually cooking oh it God. on the spot. It was just crazy. And and they had, Yum. I mean, he had like five different stations of food set up and it was some of the greatest food that I've ever had in my life. And I'm like, so of course I get to eat wonderful food every single weekend and my waistline shows it as the years go by. <laughs> but that day it was crazy just all of the different things set up as far as you know your your prime rib into you know oh. all of the different entrees it was phenomenal and I, I was blown away one by the presentation though you know just having the different stations to go to but there was kind of a good and a bad to that too because I think it set off the fire alarms because there was smoke inside the barn <laughs> <laughs> but I did like the water sprinklers go off did that like add an element to your party vibe yeah luckily they didn't because my equipment would have been ruined at that point yeah but as far as the the flavor was amazing that was that was probably the very best wedding meal I've ever had probably just because it was it was different and it was cool no matter what anybody says if you're a bride or a groom or getting married all of your vendors will agree that one of the favorite parts of their day is when they get to sit down and eat food absolutely absolutely i learned a long time ago that i never order chicken anymore at weddings because you know what wedding chicken is the same almost everywhere everywhere you, know, you, like go. you gotta go for like the beef or the vegetarian those are the two best options yep and if you go for the chicken unless you like consistency and you and you like right. consistent yeah. chicken flavor at every single wedding yeah no it's always the beef or the vegetarian and I used to not oh, yeah, eat the absolutely. salads, but now I eat salads at every single one because they're just fantastic. I used to think I was, you know, this tough guy that I didn't need a salad. <laughs> well, yeah, I definitely. As you get older, you realize you do need the greens. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And the carbs. I'm all about the buns and the butter. Oh, yeah. I had to give <laughs> up wedding cake. I gave up wedding cake probably 15 yep. years ago. You just have to. Yeah, I I laid off the wedding desserts too because if I figured out if I had like two pieces of cake at every wedding I went to and I did like a double header one weekend, like that's that's not an, that's not okay. No, Unless it's absolutely. nothing you know, bun it's cake, different. then I will. You have to make exceptions for nothing <laughs> bun cake. You absolutely do. Absolutely. Which the wedding that we're doing on the twenty seventh is nothing bun cake. So yes, yes. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. So one last question before I let you go. What are, if someone is like planning their wedding, what do you think are like the top three best or better yet? What do you think are the, is the best, like first dance, mother, son, father, daughter, that three trio. Okay. I mean, you can go for the, my personal favorite for the first dance is it's from Roulette. And it's called I Get to Love You. Absolutely. Okay. Beautiful song. There's no getting around that. Um, Father, daughter. I would go classic Beatles in my life. That's just a, it's just a beautiful yeah, song. A one. Mother, son. That's actually a tough one to choose. Because I think uh, Rascal Flatts has a great one called My Wish. Um, and that's about the best one that I've heard for the mother, son dances. You know, there's, if you go on country, there's, there's, uh, humble and kind is a good one from uh, yeah. Tim McGraw. You know those are those are very good ones, but my wish is probably the best out of those. Have you heard like any like unique ones that you, that really stick with out to you? One had Harvest Moon as their first dance, oh. and I just love that song. And so I'm like giving the bride and groom props because that was their first song, nice. just because I wanted to hear it. <laughs> 
Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I totally don't judge my couples based off of their first dance songs. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I don't either promise. (laughs) Wink, wink. (laughs) And so, yeah, that is one of, I like the, I like the the smooth older music. That's kind of my style. Mm -hmm. Beatles is always classic. We did um, Fleetwood Mac Mm, for my father daughter dance. Yep. And then my mother-in-law was insistent on doing simple man simple. but we faded it out halfway through because that's a very long song oh yeah no that end part after they get into the guitar part it takes forever before the before it ends yep yeah <laughs> oh well it's been wonderful chatting with you sam thank you so much for gracing us with your presence on the podcast you are thank you so much for having me on this was so fun if you ever want to have me as a guest again i'm always available Perfect. Well, before I let you go, um, at the end of every episode, we always do a toast because we're at the head table and we do a toast to something like in the last week that's like helped us out, made us laugh, just anything. I'm going to go first if that's okay. Sure. I'm going to toast to you because you make my job so much easier every time I get to work with you and it's just a blast and I'm so glad that I get to work with you for my first wedding of the year coming up later this month. And I am going to toast to you that oh. you have to keep coming back to Minnesota, even though you don't, you live in Iowa now, we will drag you back to Minnesota as many times as we can get to. So this toast to you. I, I literally you texted, I texted Scott and he was like, so how many Minnesota weddings are you thinking about taking? And I, I literally told him, you can read the text. I said, I will take as many Mayowood weddings with Sam as we get. Yes, absolutely. So, so I'm going to reach out to Scott too. And I'm, and I'm going to say, you know, I love you, Scott, but I don't want to see you all year long. You need to send Meredith <laughs> to all of the Mayowood weddings. <laughs> yes, I've won. I hope all you right, have. Well, we will see you at the end of the month. Absolutely. I hope you have a wonderful 2022 season. You as well.